Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's up, guys? It's Braden Soprenit. I want to thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Braden Soprenit Show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B underscore S-U-R-P. And be sure to tune in every Sunday for the Braden Soprenit Show from 8 to 10 in the morning right here on 97.3 The Fan. Enjoy the show, guys. San Diego. Time to take your airwaves back from the usual weekend noise with some local sports talk on the Braden Soprenit Show. With the stars that they have signed under contract, you can't just punt on a Manny Machado prime. Sports year. radio catered to the ones who call America's finest city home. Braden totally knows his stuff. He's ready for the next step. That guy is good. The Braden Soprenit Show starts now. But I think Braden's one of the up-and-coming young stars in the media game in San Here's your host, Braden Sir Brennan. Welcome back into hour number two on the Braden Sir Show. Live on the weekends on 97.3 The Fan. This will usually be a Sunday show. This will be a Sunday morning from 8 to 10 each and every Sunday. But we cannot start that until after Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl Sunday. So until then, we'll be doing some Saturday shows. We're at 11 to 1 this week. I think we'll be at 9 to 11 next week and the next couple of weeks after that as we get ready for uh, to finally take over as the Sunday show. Actually, it will be off next week. I have a wedding to go to in Arizona next Saturday. My college roommate, Dylan, is getting married. Dylan Smith, shout out to him. So I will be in Apache Junction, Arizona. For some reason, a lot of my friends like to get married in the middle of nowhere. Like Apache Junction. Like Decatur, Texas. Only a couple of my friends have actually gotten married in civilization. Now, obviously, with the expenses of a lot of different wedding venues and, you know, with trying to save money. I totally understand that. But for some reason, my friend group likes to get married in the middle of nowhere. So I will be in Apache Junction. No disrespect to anybody that might be from there or lives there. Or Decatur, Texas. Two interesting places that I have now been. Or I have been to Decatur. I've not been to Apache Junction yet. So hopefully I can. That is up there and far from the airport. So that should be fun. I'll be enjoying myself in Arizona. Hopefully it's a little bit warmer than it is out here in San Diego. I did want to mention I wanted to talk about San Diego Padres. Get to that in a second. Aztecs are down 61-54 with 2.51 to go here in the second half of action. Tough game for the Aztecs. Again, of course, on the road in the Mountain West Conference. It's always a tough place to play. Um, 
Aztec fans' favorite officials doing the game, Eric Curry. Take that for what it's worth. I haven't really been paying that close attention in terms of officiating. I'm sure there's a lot of Aztec fans that are upset with Eric Curry just because he's Eric Curry. I have heard Chris Ello give rants about Eric Curry. I don't think that's an excuse, though. They're they're down, like I mentioned, 61-54 with uh, just under three minutes to go. Aztecs could still pull it out, but they got to start going on a run here very shortly. But again, they're going to get everybody's best shot in the Mountain West Conference. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament as long as they don't completely collapse down the stretch because the conference will be a four to five bid league. Scene six, I'm not a big believer in it. Boise State really needs this win to get themselves into the next tournament field, especially with all the bracketologists out there as Boise State's on a 10-2 run in the last three minutes of play. So we'll see what the Aztecs uh, can muster up here in the final couple of minutes of that one. I do want to talk about the Padres. We are the flagship of the San Diego Padres, and a lot of people, you know, they some of the time, we're talking about it during the midweek. What are we talking about the Padres for? It's January 20th. Well, they're leading up to spring training. I mean, spring training's going to be here before you know it. And as constructed right now, you're still missing major spots on your roster, on your 26-man roster. The Padres do not have a left fielder. They do not have a center fielder. They currently do not have a designated hitter. I'm going to be kind of vague with that because I think it sounds like Machado is going to be starting uh, the season as the DH for the San Diego Padres. Your bench pieces are a lot of young guys. I don't think anybody really is going to sign in the next couple of weeks with any team. I think February will start to see a little bit more action when it comes to Major League Baseball free agency, maybe some trades. And I still think A.J. Preller and company are in a spot right now where they don't have, obviously, the biggest budget for 2024. Because if H.A. Preller had the budget that he has had the last couple of seasons, we would have seen some moves right now. You know, maybe they would have been in on Cody Bellinger and, you know, everything that was bidding forward. I I don't really know. But I would imagine with the wheeler and dealer that A.J. is, he would have made some moves in that, that sort of span. I think they're playing it safe. I already say safe, but I think they're playing it right now as we're going to wait for some of the prices to come down on some of these guys. No one really has leverage yet. In the first week or so of February, the teams get leverage back because there are a lot of players that are veteran guys that want to just guarantee that they got a spot somewhere. And their wives want to know where they're going to live, their families. It's a lot that goes into being a professional athlete, obviously, that doesn't involve just playing the game. So I can see them... Being able to get a couple of those players. We, I mean, you go through the free agent list. We did it this week. There's not a lot out there that doesn't have some type of, I don't want to use the term baggage, but doesn't have some type of baggage. Whether it be age, whether it be productivity going down, whether it be off-field stuff, whether whatever it is. There is some type of baggage involved. So you're not going to find the perfect free agent. You, know, you can talk about Jordan Montgomery, you can talk about Blake Snell, Cody Bellinger. You're not going to get any of those guys either. 
not for what they're asking. And to be honest, I'd lo- as much as I'd love to have Blake Snell back on the Padres, for what he is asking for, it doesn't make any sense. Regardless if the Padres had a big budget or not, it doesn't make any sense for them to go get Blake Snell. That's the price that he wants. I mean, what the Yankees offered, I might be interested a little bit, but he was not interested at all. He wants over $200 million for a pitcher that has only had, well, not really only, but he had his two biggest years were in contract years. He's getting up there in age. There's no guarantee, and he can't be paying players, especially for the Padres. You can't be paying players for what they have done and not what they're going to do. So it's a very difficult situation navigating what this roster is going to be. As you start looking at somebody, we talked about Brandon Belt yesterday on the show. Brandon Belt for $10 million. No thanks. Not for $10 million. I know that's the going rate. That's that's what it's going to be. Like nine and a half to $10 million. I, I get that. And I'm one of the, the believers that you need a first baseman. Not because Jake Cronenworth is not a good baseball player, but because he's not a first baseman. You need a power-hitting first baseman if you want to win a World Series. That's usually how it works. That's the player that gets a limited opportunity like in the field. He's not a great fielder. He can put the ball over the fence. He drives in runs. Big power bat. He's there to hit. Jake Cronenworth isn't that player. He's not a big power guy. As much as he tried to be the last couple of years because he was playing first base, and it looked like he was trying to be. His swing was drastically different than it was in 2020 when he was actually in the ball over the yard. Jake Cronenworth, second baseman, 12 million a year, I'll take it. That's not a bad deal, especially in this market. Jake Cronenworth, $12 million a year, playing first base, I don't like it. Not a power hitter. You need a power hitter in that spot. Or are you going to move Jake Cronenworth? You played him in left field. I, I I would rather not do that and just force this guy to play everywhere just because he's a good fielder. He's a really good fielder. But he needs to be playing in this position that he knows how to play. He's a middle infielder. He ain't going to play shortstop. You're paying too much money for Xander Bogarts to play shortstop. You got Hassan Kim who is the best shortstop on the team, then if those guys aren't playing shortstop, I doubt the Padres move Fernando, but I think a lot of fans would probably see that, like to see that. He's probably going to play second base, where you could put Hassan Kim. I mean, Kim at the, begin- at the beginning of the season, it's not going to matter, because Kim's going to play third, because Manny Machado is going to start the season on the, on, as a designated hitter. But you need to find a couple more pieces here. I mean, outfielders are going to go for like $16 million. You've got $27 million to spend. You put it all in Jorge Soler, and that's it? With $16 million a year? I mean, that's kind of the going rate for a guy like Jorge Soler. Spend a little bit less and go get, you know, a Jock Peterson, perhaps. He could play the outfield and be a DH. Although I'd probably rather have him be a DH. J.D. Martinez, 
I mean, again, you start throwing out somebody, Justin Turner, you start worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Throwing out some of these names, they're very old. They're, they're older players. We did that last year. Did they not? Did the Padres not do that last year? I know Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter are a little bit older than the current stable I just point out, pointed out. But a very interesting thing nonetheless. I did see a comment in there. There's been a couple of, you know, Jock Peterson would be a great addition. I agree with that. I think Jock Pe- I I wanted Jock Peterson more a couple of years ago than this year. But I'd love to see Jock Peterson... I mean, I'd love to see the Padres go get Cody Bellinger, but you know that's 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 probably out of the cards based on how we've seen everything play out. Because at the beginning part of the offseason, they were kind of rumored to be interested on Cody Bellinger, and then it was like you started to see them spend, and they wouldn't spend the money on some of the pitchers that they could have retained, like a Seth Lugo, not like a Michael Waka, because of you know probably a little bit too expensive. The beginning part of the offseason, it was, do you want to spend all of your free agent money into Cody Bellinger? Now it's like, I don't know if all of the free agent money could get a guy like Cody Bellinger. But it would be kind of, I mean, it would be, I mean, ideally, you know, you get Jock Peterson, Cody Bellinger, and Justin Turner rolling to Dodger Stadium with three former Dodgers. I think that'd be kind of cool. I wouldn't mind that. Three former Dodgers that are not named, like, uh, that are not Beatty or... You know, maybe like a Zach McKinstry or something like that. A little bit different of an aspect there. The other one I think is very intriguing. I haven't seen this too much. New York Mike 8. I'm going to have to do everything. I, got, I, I need to get some octopus hands to be able to do this for all of the uh, all of the features we have here. New York Mike 8. Make me an offer for Pete Alonzo. I do think that's very intriguing. I mean, obviously the Mets were interested in potentially trading him. I'm pulling up. I, I gotta. I gotta figure out what his um, value would be. I mean, you would have to give him a contract after the fact. I think that's a lot of money. 
probably. But, you know, I, I think it'd be very interesting to see Pete Alonso on his team. I, well, the Padres' Twitter attacked the dude when they had the uh, Chris Paddock saga. I don't know how that's going to work. But Pete Alonso is a free agent at the end of the next at the end of the season. And he's getting twenty million in arbitration. I mean, that's not worth it. That's not a placeholder. You can't afford him. That's not a player you can afford. Via because you'd have to give up a lot of young players. I'd rather just keep the young players and see them play next year. And I think that's a big talking point for a lot of fans too. Is like, we'll just have Jackson Merrill play. And we'll just, you know, we'll have Robbie Snelling and Dylan Lesko come up. And, you know, they go through the list. Samuel Zavala can play in the outfield. They're a year away. They were, they're a year away. You can't, you can't have those guys play this year. And we've seen the Padres do that a lot. I, that, that, it reminds me of the C.J. Abrams situation a couple of years ago. When we were leading up to opening day, and remember that was the that was the year that was was that twenty twenty one? Because I remember we were talking about we had we had a show at the Lost Abbey. It was the original opening day day. We were going to do opening day at the Lost Abbey downtown in East Village. It was a lockout. That's what it was. The lockout prevented us from from that day being opening day. It got pushed back, obviously, a couple of weeks. And the question that was the main topic that day was C.J. Abrams potentially making the club. And I, I was against I was against it because I didn't think he was ready, and he didn't want to force the guy because you needed a player. And I think that did hamper his development a little bit. He's getting better in Washington because he's playing every single day. But the big argument I had against C.J. Abrams being on the team was he wasn't going to be on the team to start. He was going to be a backup role. That cannot be the same situation when you're talking about some of these players and these top prospects. You cannot have Jackson Merrill on this team unless he is starting, in my opinion. I think a lot of you have the same opinion. You know, we see some more YouTube chats. I'm, I'm going to try to get as many of those as I can. Again, I'm trying to do a lot. It's the first time doing the the whole show with all of the the resources here. Streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, by the way. If you're driving around and in this rain, you just got home, you want to continue the conversation, you can jump on and watch the show. I've got my nice little Horn Frog shirt on today, representing the, uh, the blackout TCU's doing, although they're not really playing very well. I digress on that. But... If Jackson Merrill is going to be on this team, it's because he earned a spot and he is starting somewhere, and to me, that is only second base. I don't want to see Jackson Merrill in the outfield either because you need a guy. That's not how you keep the the cycle going. When you see all these teams that develop their own talent and do a good job of doing that, Dodgers, Cardinals, you know, Tampa Bay does a great job of that. You know, some of those organizations that have always been able to just produce talent. Atlanta. 
they're not necessarily calling up players to just be backup spots. They call up players, they put them in the lineup, especially their top prospects. Because when you pull them up, they're expected to play. Otherwise, they could be playing down in the minor leagues and getting reps every single day. I know someone in the chat mentioned Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando at the time was going to start. I mean, that was a move of Padres having a shortstop in forever. And I'm so glad I didn't have to play that game anymore. Remember all those years where it was like, can you name all the shortstops the Padres have had since 2000? Because they never had one. You know, they had Khalil Green, and that was about it. And then they had all these other guys. Aztecs made it a three-point game with 11.7 seconds left, by the way. Un- impeccable comeback for San Diego State. It'll probably come up short, but we'll see how the free throws go. But Fernando was going to play shortstop, and it was the veteran guys that went in A.J. Preller's office and said, you got to put this guy on the team. I don't necessarily think that was the case for C.J. Abrams. And the other thing was, again, he wasn't the starter immediately. You already had a shortstop. You already had guys in spots. He was just kind of there. So you can't do the same thing with Jackson Merrill. And you can't throw him in the outfield either. I don't think that's going to help the Padres. Long-term, so long-term thinking here. Jackson Merrill as a Padres a middle infielder. So we went through all of the kind of the problems of, of putting it together. I think you got to be able to acquire guys via trade. So you either do it via a trade where you go get a big-time name and trade prospects, or you trade away maybe some of the assets you have at the major league level. Aztecs end up losing by one. They had a big three there when they were down four. They lose 67-66. Hard-fought game. Brian Dutcher, the epitome of class, goes up to Boise State's head coach from blanking on his name, congratulates him with a big smile on his face because that was a hell of a basketball game. We'll recap that in a second. But back to the Padres. You're going to have to trade Hassan Kim, I think, if you want to be successful. I think you have to trade Hassan Kim if you want to be successful in 2024. That is a painful thing for a lot of people to swallow just because of the fan favorite he is, just because of you know what he has done for the team, what he has done for the Padres. We've seen him improve. He's had the big bright spots. But the reality of the situation is you can't afford him at the end of the year. He is an asset that you no longer can afford. He is the key to try to make 2024 a successful year. If you want to keep Hassan Kim, fine. If you want to come in fourth place. And it's not because of Hassan Kim. You have a lot of middle infielders that can get the job done. If you move Hassan Kim to try to get more pitching, to maybe get an outfielder, maybe even some more uh, you know, young guys, you can move Cronenworth over to over to second base. You know, maybe that opens up a spot at first base. You know, you can go out and get a free agent first baseman, um, you know, for relatively uh, cheap. You know, maybe you go sign a Brandon Belt. He's going to get about 10 to, you know, million dollars. Hassan Kim's already getting eight. So it really only costs you two additional million. Then you go sign some outfielders and we're ready to roll. But this is going to be interesting the way AJ Preller, this, this is the most difficult job that AJ Preller has this season. And the pressure's on. 
And I think February is going to be a lot of moves for A.J. Preller. Next year, 2025, you can implement Merrill. You can implement some of these young guys, assume the ones that you don't trade away, because I do think you've got a lot of prospect capital where you can move some of those players. We're going to continue that conversation another time. But I do want to mention, San Diego State basketball just lost by one point. Tough game. I talked about it with Craig in the last week. I think it was last week. The key to San Diego State getting to that next level as an athletic department resides in their football program over the next two years. And their football program is a sleeping giant. I'm going to tell you why when we come back. On the Brayton Soprano Show, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Thanks again for downloading the episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to follow me on social media at B underscore S-U-R-P. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to tune in to the Brayton Soprano Show each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 in the morning on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 